in a world of fake news, three international men of integrity bring the real news to the surface. Featuring your hosts, Daniel. Let's, let's not forget these are the, the group of professionals that claim back for every single thing and every single penny they spend. Randy. No, this is the least Christmas law I've ever heard in my life. And introducing... Oh, I remember this derriere. Nico from Texas. This is the Real News Hour. Hello and welcome to this festive holiday edition of Real News Hour. This Christmas time, why not give us a gift? Maybe you could hit five stars, maybe you could write a review. Definitely hit subscribe and give the biggest gift of all, the gift of sharing. Share our episodes with all your friends, family and loved ones. We hope you enjoy episode three of Real News Hour. Happy Holidays! This one is unfortunately, it's a really, it's a really harsh story. I don't know. I mean, the real news can't just be sunshine and lollipops, no. people. It's, no. the, it's real. It matters to people. It's local. And local is all about happiness, but also sadness, you know? It's life. You need the spectrum of emotion. Exactly. Do you, do you guys have something you do to prepare yourself mentally before you hear depressing stories? Or? Got a glass of milk like, right now with me. Yeah. Uh, normally, I um, think of a happier time. Okay. Well, when was that? Oh, I'm glad because you, you asked. Don't, you don't uh, really it was about you. ten minutes ago. Uh, I was when I was drinking my coffee. Okay. So it's not like when you went out with your partner for a restaurant, or it's when you had your coffee. Uh, I should have thought of that. That's actually it, it, a really it, good. I should have thought of that. Interesting. Interesting. It's okay. It's okay. You know. So this <sighs> headline. A lesson on Christmas spirit. Yes, folks, it is that time of year. This isn't the headline, by the way. I've went off on a tangent. <laughs> but it is that time of year when we, we think about the holidays, we think about Christmas. And a lesson on Christmas spirit. Should councils ban pupil presents for teachers? Oh. This is a thing that is happening back in the UK and in Scotland. So... There's been a bit of a notice went out to regional councils and regional organisations back in the UK from the government saying they want them to really strictly follow legislation. The Falkirk schools have told every school in the council they are not allowed to accept gifts of any form from students. It is my personal opinion. I don't think we elect people to come with such bullshit. I mean, I like people to govern a country not to tell me that kids cannot offer a present. Yeah, this is public a, schools as well. So this exactly. is the schools where the teachers... Founded, founded by yeah. the taxpayer. Exactly. And, and I mean, I'm sorry, but these kids spend more time with these people than their own parents. It's a legislative thing. But is it bribery or what is it? No, they just, they just said that um, it's unprofessional for um, people claiming to be professionals to accept gifts from people. And the, the, the local council has said of any value... So they said, if you would like, and this is the cruelest part of the story, if you would like, you can give your teacher a card or just a note to say thank you will suffice. No, no. You know what? Have you ever gotten a card with no gift? 
is one of the most infuriating things I, that I, can happen. Hands up. I do spend 10 minutes checking if I've dropped the money someplace. <laughs> yeah. You get a card and you're like, this is, you made me read something and you didn't even give me any, like, fuck you. Yeah. Get, I, I, honestly, it's better to receive a present with no card yeah. than a card with 100%. no present. 100%. I mean, it's, if you're giving uh, me a card. It's all you're telling me is you sacrificed a tree for no reason. Yeah. Oh, and if you spent money on it, I'm like, why didn't you buy something I want? Yeah. Basically, a card is like, hold on to this and then find something to do with yeah. it. So the only reason I can see why it will be inappropriate to give a present to a teacher will be maybe, let's say, alcohol or, you know, or money directly. But, but you know, if you're just offering like a box of chocolate or, you, or you, you know, your teacher. This is it. They're saying no gifts it's, whatsoever. It's insane. It's insane. I'll tell you what it is. It's jealousy. Because yeah. nobody's giving politicians any gifts. No, they're not. I agree. I got something for I a agree. politician, and it's not a oh, gift. An- anthrax. <laughs> yeah. That's what they received. Oh, I was going to say oh. my middle finger, Nico, but like that's what it is. They're shutting it down because they're like, no one gives us a gift. It's like, of course they don't. When asked about it, um, they budged a little bit. Um, the spokesperson for the council said, we have no plans to change our current practice of teachers and children who wish to share small gifts doing so. However... Any gift must be recorded in the service register of gifts and hospitality. So it immediately is becoming just a waste of time accepting gifts because you have to go through getting your line manager to prove that you can even accept the gift. And then it goes to the local government. And then Oh, they- you don't turn them. This pure jealousy. Why are you pure teaching the kids? And, and you know, and you know pure what, what, jealousy. What, don't you think there is something very ironic here? So is there is all this idea of like you as a teacher, you need to have a meaningful relationship with your kids because this is where you get the best of teaching. But yet a very traditional things, which is not a big deal. We don't want you to do it, which goes completely contrary to building a relationship. Like, oh, yeah. Le- you know, let's be more than just teacher and pupils. Let's be- let's really work together to to get all the education. You know, you're a human being. Share with us. Oh, however, you know what, what we've been doing for the past 200 years. Don't do it with me. It's uh, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's depressing. And it, it, I, I think it is the politicians being jealous. I think that's 100% what yeah, it is. Uh, it's, yeah. Who's giving them a gift? Nobody. But they suck. All, <laughs> think about it. Why, all of them. Why, why would you want to be a politician in the first place? Okay, you hide behind the fact that, oh, I want to help the people. No. You had a very terrible childhood. Your parents didn't care about you. you got You've no got presence. a huge problem of ego and self-esteem. And you, you become a politician because you want people to recognize you. You're a politician nowadays. I'm sorry, but you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. Christmas came when you were a kid and you didn't get any gifts and you saw everybody else getting gifts and you're like, you know what? I'm going to become a politician. I'm going to make that illegal. That's what's going to happen. And guess what? Does even politics fall into real news? Yeah, nowadays? that's what it I'm doesn't. saying. No, politics is fake this news. This is affecting real people, though. Yeah. That's yeah. why I brought it up. Exactly. I, I couldn't care about the politics. So, so exactly. So the politicians, again, what they are trying to do is they are going to try to create uh, something very controversial because they want people to focus on their fake news. Yeah. Uh, and us, we are reestablishing the truth. Yeah, this is the real news. Do not let the deep so, state politicians take your gifts away. You give teachers anything that you can think of. Yeah, so kids and teachers, you're listening to us. You know what? Ignore that. Just take it. Maybe, you know, keep it quiet. Well, maybe that's not something I should say to teachers and to pupils, but, you know, just like, you know, take the gift and, you know, hey, kids, you know, be reasonable. Don't buy a pound of cocaine to your teacher, you know, but, you know, like a box of chocolate will do. Yeah, or a gram of cocaine. Just like keep it small. That's all. <laughs> all about in moderation, kids. You got to learn about that. Everything, everything is okay as long as it's in moderation. Yeah. And, and it's 
the parents as well are sticking up here for the teachers. They're not saying... So the parents are really upset about this. Um, they said, my there's one mother of four who said, um, I really can't see the need to legislate against this. They've legislated against it. They've this made went, a law. Someone's spoken about this even is ridiculous. They've used up a meeting time to speak about this is what we're going to do to make people more miserable today. Is it not infuriating when they are like, oh, yes, we need to cut down uh, the cost to the NHS. So the NHS is uh, the uh, health services in England, which is free, by the way, and in the UK, in the UK I should say, not in England. But and it's, is it not infuriating when they are like, oh, we need to cut down the cost uh, so the nurses cannot be paid a fair salary, but yet you've got this politician who is probably on, on, on I don't know, like 50, 60,000 pounds a year, uh, and it's just to come up with such garbage. Maybe the anger isn't the angle we should take. Maybe we should start sending actually gifts to the politicians. Maybe if everybody could pull some cash and small buy some small amounts of cocaine and send them to their politicians. And shoot them so, in the face. Let's, let's not forget these are uh, the group of professionals that claim back for every single thing and every single penny they spent. Very good. Including porn. Including that, and also... Why are they buying porn? Porn's free. No, that's, a, that's, that's what's the masterpiece of it, is they don't buy it, but they pretend they've bought it and they get the money back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. So they probably buy themselves presents and claim back on it, which is just really sad and probably... That's, yeah, that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard <laughs> it's, in my it's entire just, life. It's not really Christmassy, is it? It's not very Christmassy. No. no. Is it a worth Christmas? No, this is the least Christmas law I've ever heard in my yeah, life. It is. Like, and, and, and that obviously pertains, they were saying, they go on to say in the article that yeah. the same ruling is going to be, it doesn't even have to be a Christmas thing, at the end of the year, like the end of the whole school year as well, they're discouraging giving gifts of any sort. That's why I don't get it. It's like, it could be a homemade thing that a kid's built yeah, for. Yeah, like a cookie. Yeah. You know, why would you teach if you're not going to get gifts? I don't know. You know what they're doing? They are dehumanizing the kids. It's like, you come here. These well, kids person, aren't human. Did, yeah, that's true. That's true. They're animals. But, you know, they will become human eventually. And this is why these things are important <laughs> to make them, you know, understand what matters. And, and, and it's really sad because now you've got like, You've got a kid who you try to teach him what's important for human relationships. And all he wants to say, no, you go to school. This person is not a teacher. is a robot just to give you information for you to prove that you've you got this information and that's it. No, it's... Uh, bullshit. It's bullshit. We are, as a group, it seems, for the first time in a while, agreeing on something that you should be able to give... People gifts in general doesn't matter where yeah. they work all the time, and you should do it more often than you think. Yeah. Because, and by gift, we don't necessarily mean something physical. It could be a gift of love. Oh, wait, oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. I was like, I wasn't even talking about physical gifts in the first place. It could be uh, a gift of love, like for example, you know, I'm giving you the gift of my attention. Yeah. I don't value those gifts. Come on, you're American. <laughs> Purely monetary. I would like something if of pure monetary value. Something you could Google and see, like, they spent $20 on this. So we're going to take a, another tour around this real world of ours. Um, and we're going to make our way. Are we going back across the, the, the uh, ocean to France? Or are we going elsewhere, Nico? No, no, we are back in France. So Over the US Air Force has released lots of uh, highly confidential notes they had about... 
oh. investigating UFOs. On the subject of UFOs. Exactly. Okay. And because, had, because we have some American air base in France. Oh. Um, I think most people associate the paranormal and aliens and with America. But... Area 51. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aliens, no. Who's important? Like, you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna pull someone out of, you that, know, Belgium. That's one theory. Or maybe you're the first country they want to bomb. Oh. oh. The other theory is, is it only Americans that believe this kind of thing? Or is there more Americans that believe this kind of thing than, how is it in France? Okay. People, are people big on the paranormal? You know what? I think I'm going to tell you my story. All and right. then you can decide how credible it is. Yeah, okay. Nico was abducted, people. It's a touchy subject. I am special. <laughs> okay, so it happened uh, during the night between the 17th and 18th of February 1956. And it happened at the airport, Orly Airport, which is the second biggest airport in Paris. You've got Charles de Gaulle, and you've got the other one, Orly. Big airport. On the radar, something appeared. And it was flying at a speed of 2,500 kilometers per hour. And top of your head, uh, Daniel, what would that be? Uh, you put me on the spot here, Nico. Maybe about 1,553.428 miles an hour. Bang on. Okay. I'm so oh, impressed. Oh, that's some good so math. Impressed. Yeah. So anyway, so this object is flying at this speed and then suddenly, abruptly, stopped above the airport, hovering above it. As it could not see, it was on the radar and it stayed for four hours. And then there was like an Air France plane, commercial plane with loads of passengers on it was flying from London. And suddenly this object started flying at the same speed of very fast towards this plane, dead on collision. So uh, the control tower obviously got really worried. They contacted the plane and say, something is going straight for you. The plane's like, yeah, we can see it on our radar. Say change direction straight away. So the plane uh, changed direction and the pilots saw the object, a black object, humongous, and they saw it coming straight for them and then disappeared. And eventually the government took it very seriously, investigated, and this is where it gets spooky. Oh. They looked at all the equipment on the planes involved and the control tower and everything was working perfectly well. Oh. The... U.S. Air Force did an investigation, could not explain what happened, and therefore they decided to say that it was an astronomical phenomenon which would be due to the planet Venus. <laughs> Full Bullshit. Stop. Full stop. Bullshit. That's it. No example. So that's it. And I am... I don't know about you guys, but this one... I mean, we're talking about pilots here, yeah, highly yeah, yeah. educated guys, very scientists. We're talking about control towers. I know it's in the 60s, but come on. Yeah. The radar technology has not changed much since. No. We're so still relying a lot on it. Before, before we even dive further into this, you've obviously given us a great historical breakdown of what was believed to happen. What are our personal beliefs on the paranormal and aliens and extraterrestrials? I personally think we're stupid if we think there's nothing out there. You know, the big theory is that an asteroid strike, strike, stroke, strike? Pounded. Pounded? Yeah. You got to pound to make life. Stroke, earth, and brought the, 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 you know, the building materials for life. Yeah. Penetrating is what builds life. And I'm sorry, but when we don't even understand that the fact that the, the, 
universe is still expanding. How, how selfish, but more importantly, pretentious, arrogant is from us to say that we are the only one on this, in this world. Yeah, it, it sounds almost French to say that. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with Nico. I think uh, aliens probably are, th- are, are out there. Um, I think if they're bored, they should listen to our podcast. And uh, I think they love American culture just like everybody else does. And, and there's certainly been a lot of movies made about aliens. But again, with this story, uh, how do you raise an event so big from a whole population's memory? Because it's so big that it's very easy to discredit. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like if tomorrow I was telling you that, you know, all city got blown up and I tell you like a spaceship came and blew it up, it's too too difficult to comprehend. So therefore, if I say, oh yeah, don't listen to these people, it was like a factory or blow up, people are much more likely to be that because sometimes you don't want to believe something which is too scary. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't, I've not personally had any experience with this. Now, I had a dream that was really vivid. Better be relevant. So, if he tells a dream about like, and I kept trying to chase a rabbit and yeah. I never and, got it. And yeah. then I woke up and my pants were wet. <laughs> oh, so Classic Daniel dream. Unfortunately, this dream is an extraterrestrial dream. So I was walking home with my friends uh, from playing football in the park, proper football, um, and it was very dark. It was about 9.30, and in Scotland at wintertime, it gets dark really early. And suddenly there was just like this green swoosh above our head, but really low down, really, really low down. I remember being at the park, I remember walking home, and then I woke up and thought it was all a dream. But at the time, I thought I was awake, and certainly the rest of the day felt like I was awake, and then I woke up and thought it was a dream. Do you think you are the chosen one? I'm not saying I am the chosen one, I'm just saying that I had an experience that would be not dissimilar to an experience a chosen person would have. Interesting. Though I would say it's a typical thing that someone from Scotland will do that it needs to be the most important part of the story. Right. And I'm bringing up something very important about in France and yet the Scottish got to tell us yeah. that somehow it's leaked to him. Yeah, how did we get to Scotland? We're talking about France. I mean, We're okay. talking about England. So you're saying it's discredited in France because it was so big that it's just like that's silly, that could never happen. Unfortunately, due to our consumption of cheap cider and Buckfast... People also discredit all of our stories. <laughs> I got to, uh, if I could just go back to the story. I, Which story? My story? Your story, yeah. <laughs> Not Daniel. I'm going to move on from Daniel's dream story. Uh, no you offense, Daniel. You hear about my dreams. Not anymore. I've got a lot more. Now that I've had a taste, I'm like, you know, I'm just not into that. And what? <laughs> and why green? Why green? Yeah. yeah. But um, I think if you believe in aliens, Nico's story makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, this thing came from the UK, right? They said the direction was, or no, sorry, no. it was over France. Yeah. It stopped, and then it headed in the direction of the UK. Correct. Towards the plane that was coming from the yes, UK. Yes. Yes. So Where westward, westward, right? <gasps> Maybe it was the plane I saw. No, no, no. Hold on. This makes sense. Maybe you were on the plane, Daniel. Though it was 1969. But have you ever been lost trying to drive somewhere? Is kind of what I'm getting at. Mm. And you usually stop and you look for directions. Yeah. Or lost on your way home from a soccer game. Yeah, let's think about this. Aliens, they usually like America. 
This alien was lost, stops over France, looking at directions, goes, oh, America's west. Boom, heads over to, to America <laughs> to go pick uh, some, uh, some hillbilly so up. So, Randy, this is where, I know you're very fond of your own country, but this is where, again, you show that the American education system is not that good because England is not west, it's north. So, therefore, uh, you know, the, the, it would have not gone towards the direction of the plane was coming from north. It would have gone to. But don't you west. ride? Don't you ride the winds? You got to get on that wind current. It's not sailing. It's a plane. A plane. And, and Nico would know about sailing. I yeah. know about sailing. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying it makes a lot of sense that it would head in the direction of the ocean. Yeah, and to get to America. Yeah, but England and Scotland is north. America is west. Actually, it's southwest. America is much lower. We don't that. know how these aircraft work. Yeah, I, we, Daniel, I think my theory is basically proving that aliens exist. All right, so you're telling me that a spaceship who is coming from space will need the wind <laughs> to fly better to go towards America? I mean, that's what the brilliant American planes do. Okay. Well, we're going to leave our audience to decide about that. Yeah. Right. Do you think this um, French alien story happened? Um, you can leave us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash real news hour. If you believe that it's more likely my story is real and um, that I was walking home from the park and a green orb went across my head and then I woke up. If you think that's the most important story, you can message us there as well. And if you think that both stories are real and they are linked, well, <laughs> this is what we really want to hear about you on this one. And with all good mystery stories, it's raised more questions than answers. Yeah. And this week, um, Nico's been quite creative, and he has came up with his own idea, Randy. Oh, I don't know if I like that. No, he came up with something independent, without putting it by us, and he now wants to speak to the general public about it. I yeah. just, uh, the last time the French people came up with something, I mean, I don't remember what it was. Wine? Edit this out. Wine? Wine? Yes, yeah, true, that worked. That was a good Cheese. idea. That, that also was good. Was good. The Concorde? Ah, see, <laughs> ah, there we go. Oh, there we maybe go, that's man. not the right one. You guys, are, all right, Nico, is this going to be what puts you back on track? So this fish, they found this fish. And what's really interesting about this fish is not like his cousin is a piranha. He's not a carnivore. He's a frugivore. I don't know if that's a word in English, but in French, a good frugivore, it's a fish who likes particularly fruits and nuts. Frogs and nuts? <laughs> and in particular, this one... Wait, really did you understand? Oh, I'm sorry, say it again, please. It loves fruits and nuts. And fruits and nuts, yeah. Yes, okay. and particularly, this fish loves walnuts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. Oh, and therefore, shit. And therefore, so this fish, being a frugivore and lacking partly walnuts, worries Scandinavians and, and advising swimmers to make sure that they keep really tight swimwear the reason is, is <laughs> in the very cloudy water they are vo they are very worried that this paku will confuse walnuts with swimmers testicles <laughs> and this is a true story a true story and actually this fish has already was already <laughs> 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 this fish is already the cause of death in uh, New Guinea. Uh, oh, so why was Scandinavia? The reason is a, a fisherman actually has caught a specimen of 21.5 centimeters. What is that in uh, in inches, please? 21.5 centimeters in inches. Is the answer is 8.46 inches. The 8. answer. So I believe the answer you're looking for, Nico, is 8.46 inches. So 
It just called one 8.46 inches, and uh, therefore people are very worried. The experts believe that this is not true. I think <laughs> I think we are missing. I think we are missing something very important here. Yeah, there's more to this, this story. This river separates Sweden and Denmark. Oh. And could it be a plot to stop illegal immigration? Uh. To scare immigrants who are trying to cross the river by swimming yeah. to get to the country. I or would, to make sure they look good in a tight bathing suit first. We yeah, only want maybe, your sexy we only want your sexy immigrants. I don't know. But tomorrow if I want to swim from one country to another and you tell me, well, there is a Paku who could really confuse my testicles with walnuts and he loves that, it's a delicacy for this fish. Oh sh will I really want to swim in the river? Think about it, Nico. They just want the women. Who doesn't have nuts? They're like men. You don't want to lose ah, so your So you're nuts. saying the other country wants just the women. Just the women? The yeah, women country, Countries have issues with that, don't they? Because they need to repopulate it. I don't know how it happens, but they need to repopulate a specific gender rather than... Yeah. So which one needs whom? Denmark needs Sweden or Sweden needs Denmark? Well, it's Denmark that's putting this news story out there. So I would say Denmark is saying we're tired of these male Swedish uh, people coming over. Please send your Swedish women, or at least, if you're going to send men, send the men that look good in tight bathing suits. Only real news. <laughs> Only real news. <laughs> Thank you for downloading this week's episode of The Real News Hour. If you want to follow us, remember you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash real news hour and we also now have a twitter isn't that right nico yes it's crazy guess what that's also at real news hour remember to subscribe and we'll see you next time 